Howdy yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're saving the world, bruv. And you say, hell movie, bruv. So don't shoot the dog, bruv. And cut Commodore Norrington half. Because today we're bringing you... Kingsman, The Secret Service. Look, here's the deal. Tyler told me he'd give me five dollars if I did the whole move, the whole episode in that accent. Yeah, and uh, like game on. So five welcome pence. to the worst two hours of your life. <laughs> Movie was released. Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Before we get to before we get to the statistics about this movie, I've got a really important question for you, Tyler. What did you think of Game of Thrones this week? Oh, throwing it way back to the first you episode. Would, you wouldn't believe it if I told I you. I can't keep this I'd, up. I did not watch Game of Thrones this week. But you I did didn't watch, watch Game of Thrones Service. this week? I did not, That is, no. That is just... I am not surprised at all. You know what? I actually have a saved draft tweet. Can I read it to you? Yeah, go for it. I'll read it to you. I almost tweeted it, but I didn't. It may come out later. Hey, you got five more weeks, man. Here's what it says. Here's what it says. I gotta go to the drafts. Them, colon, quote, I don't watch Game of Thrones, quote, isn't a personality trait. Me, quote, someone has to die in Endgame for it to mean something, end quote, isn't a personality trait. Yeah, but they do. Somebody does have no. to die in Endgame for oh it to mean something. Oh my gosh, you, you freaking Game of Thrones people. And it has it nothing only to do with Game of Thrones. It only matters if Boromir dies. Shut up. Somebody has to die. Uh, yeah, Thanos. Thanos has to die. Not Thanos. Uh, there has to anyway. be consequences. Anyway, I did not watch. I did not watch Game of Thrones this week. I did watch Kingsman: The Secret Service. Uh, Kingsman: The Secret Service was released February thirteenth, two thousand fifteen, day before Valentine's Day. I didn't realize that. Uh, that was one thousand five hundred twenty-three days ago. <laughs> it was on an eighty-one million dollar budget. It made four hundred fourteen point four million dollars worldwide. Uh, it only got a seventy-four percent critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, eighty-four percent audience, and a sixty on Metacritic. Uh, Ethan, do you have a uh, negative? I do, but me. first I want to bring light to one alarming part of this statistic. Okay, this movie made four hundred and fourteen million dollars worldwide, yeah. of which was approximately three hundred and ninety million dollars of Tyler Carlin seeing this in theaters. Oh yeah, I spent at minimum four hundred million dollars seeing this. Seeing this in theaters. How many times did I, you see this in theaters, Ty? I I lost count at seven. That was pre-Movie Pass as well. You paid your hard-earned greenback American in God We Trust dollars seven Actually, times to see this movie. Truth? Yeah. This, so I watched this movie for my senior thesis in philosophy, which I was writing while this was in theater. Um, and I saw it so many times. I took every single person in my philosophy capstone class to see it, which was only four other people. So like I just went four times once, once with each of them. Um, and then I saw it with Emily. I saw it with you. I saw it by myself three or four times. Uh, but here's the crazy thing about this. This is why I'd never trust any undergrad who's like, oh no, I'm studying to be a doctor. I can definitely diagnose your problems. It's like, okay, but you're not like a doctor. And I know this because I watched this movie so many times in theaters. I wrote a paper on it. I remember my paper on it. There are so many details in this movie I picked up for the first time yesterday. You you can you compared this to what? Koyanaskazi? Yeah, Koyanaskazi. Yeah. Koyanaskazi. Philip Glass scores. It's brilliant. My thesis was that uh art films and entertainment films are 
intrinsically judged differently. And if you want me to expand on that thought, I doubt I can, because my paper was terrible. But when I went through the class, they said uh, you could either uh, fail, pass, or pass with distinction. And uh, uh, Dr. Park was like, you pass? Yeah, that's like exactly how he said it. I so. think that if you wanted to change the subtitle of this show from Bacon and Eggs Movie Lovers Podcast with new episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast now on Spotify, why do I keep saying Tuesday? It's the know, second it's time in two days I've done that. Thursday Bacon and Eggs, a movie lovers podcast with new episodes every Thursday, wherever you get your podcast, and now on Spotify. If you wanted to change that to something else, it would be Bacon and Eggs, a movie lovers podcast where art films and entertainment films are intrinsically judged differently. Yes. Yes, you could. But So I don't think but we need would... to expound upon that. I think we have done much of that over the past 90 some odd episodes. Yes. We've also watched very few films I would have classified as art films. No, correct. But we've, we've given very high praise to many films that's only job is entertainment. Yes. Yes, we have Bumblebee. A uh, great example. Uh, I think this is. Well, like... we'll get we'll get there. I'm not gonna okay. I'm not gonna stick this on the board anywhere until uh, approximately an hour and fifty minutes from now. Right. <laughs> uh, do you have a negative critic? Review I do. For me, though? I have a negative critic review from Jack. Nope. Sorry, Jake, that's Jake a different Coyle. one. Jake Coyle of the Associated Press who said, "If ever there was a semi-entertaining movie that sabotaged itself with tastelessness and misogyny, this is it." I don't think this is a misogynistic film. I do think it can be rather tasteless at times. Oh, it certainly can be tasteless. Um, and I'll tell you, Firth kills an entire church of people. I'll tell you, this is the, the watching this movie for the first time, not for the first time, watching this movie for the umpteenth time yesterday, today, earlier today, was the first time I think some of that had ever started to like bother me about it. But I'll get more into that as we go on. There are some scenes where I was like, this is so cringy that it hurts. Cringy and like a, I'm offended by this or cringy in a like cringy and like uh you really just didn't have to do that i think this is the best deadpool movie ever made um this is richard roper chicago sun times richard roper even roper uh 4.0 does he do out of four or five do you know uh i think Ooh, i don't know we'll four i want to say uh richard roper says on day one of filming they must have thrown away the moral compass and taken a group vow to splatter our sensibilities with stylish gratuitous violence and one wait what moment after another which is exactly correct yeah like, i can definitely is, get behind that 100 that is the review yeah yep 100% get behind that yeah Um, man god you get all the like that's the thing is we review a lot of movies that like professional critics with the exception of the occasional sequel where like professional critics that I've heard of love and people and I gotta find my reviews from like the like Utah Daily Star (laughs) the Associated Press is bigger than all of these news reports. Correct, correct, correct. But a lot of the time, it's just like you get to read like Richard Roper and Roger Ebert reviews. Oh, I know. And I, I know. get I get the occasional, the occasional uh, like Richard Brody. Richard Brody, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never get a Peter Rayner, which I think is interesting. He is so positive. Yeah. Christian Science Which monitor. is wild because he loves a lot of movies that I feel like the Christian Science Monitor. Like I feel like he would get a text that's like, you can't love this movie. There's, there's a very real chance that the Christian Science Monitor is not what we think it is. It, it's entirely possible. To me, the Christian Science Monitor would just post a, post a review every week about how this movie is not as good as The Passion of the Christ. Right. And I, how I whatever don't movie think... that came out is not as good as Passion of the Christ. I don't think that's what this, this is. This is also not as good as Passion of the Christ. Like, let's just nail that one out of the way real quick. Uh, I mean, Passion is amazing. That's, it's an incredible that's a, film. But that is an artwork. This is intrinsically judged differently. Correct. Yeah. 
hundred percent. But I mean, that we, we, like I said, we have said that all the time. Um, especially recently, we've been we've falling into that um, more and more into that idea of like, what when we're giving this a score, what are we giving this score out of? I anyway. want to just uh, I want to read you the mission of the Christian Sign mo- Monitor. Go for it. Over the monitor, over the monitor's one hundred and eight year history, we've built a legacy of high quality, distinctive journalism because we recognize that news is more than facts. It's the story of how we are trying to make our homes, communities, and nations better. What matters are the values and ideals that drive us, not just the who, what, when, and where of the news. When we understand that, we understand the world and one another better. The Monitor gives readers that deeply, in- that deeper insight by offering this approach to readers. We challenge conventional th- thinking. We listen to you. We will change how you see the news. Journalism can be a force for good, for inspiration, and progress, but only if we all make it so. So maybe there's a reason we don't see negative reviews from Peter Rayner. Right. He is like, his job is to write positive reviews. Yeah, to only reviews movies that he likes. Right. Although Which I'll tell I, you, I'll tell I you, I want that job. I'm sure that they wrote that mission statement a long time ago. But Christian Science Monitor, I, you know, I don't want to get too political on this show, obviously. But now is not a good time to be boasting. News is more than just facts. We got a lot of problems in this country right now with more than just facts. I w- yeah, I definitely agree with the, you there. But I mean, I get what they're saying 100. percent But like, not a great time to have that in your 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 mission statement. I don't know what the obvious uh, skew is on the Christian Science Monitor. That one of their first stories is from Fox, but they also have one of their featured stories about homosexuality in in church. Um, I, I, I'm not sure. Well, based on their mission statement, I would say that they pretty much only report happy things. Yeah. Well, I mean, the top story is the, the Paris fire. Right. Well. Yeah, it's the news. Yeah. I don't get into that one. No, me neither. Notre Dame, a French team. A French team. <laughs> Flapjack, <laughs> one nil. Uh, no one told me how sad this show is. Um, what? So, what show? So, so uh, Game of Thrones. It was just on our spoiler alert chat and our on our Discord server, which you can... You listener can join uh, for $3 a month over on patreon.com slash bacon but that's not even the money's in thing I want to talk about right now. We have a binary review to give for this movie, uh, a binary review. This is Kingsman the Secret Service, so our binary review is brought to you by The Tea from Carlin Brothers Coffee. The Tea. The Tea, Ethan, because that's the tea, sis, bruv. That's the tea, bruv. That's the tea, bruv. Um, so Carlin Brothers Coffee is an ethically sourced, uh, locally owned, to me specifically, coffee company. Uh, by my brothers, Jonathan and Ben Carlin and, and their company, Super Carlin Brothers. They own a subsidiary called Carlin Brothers Coffee that makes amazing coffee and tea products. And, uh, right now you can go to carlinbrotherscoffee.com and use promo code bacon at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Uh, Mother's Day is just around the corner, but even sooner than that is Easter, Easter Sunday this weekend. Uh, tea makes a great gift if you share gifts on Easter. I have no idea what you do. We just put up the Easter tree and lit off our Easter fireworks. Uh, so I'm not sure exactly what you do. Ethan, how how do you celebrate Easter? Well, I put up my Easter tree months ago. Did you? Yeah. (laughs) Months ago. Months ago. Yeah, I took it out on Palm Sunday, as is the tradition, put right. it in my French, or my French, my front yard, and burned it to the I've ground. Always thought, here's what I've always thought was interesting, was that you actually have to plant a palm tree in your front yard. Yeah, you plant a palm tree, burn it and, to and the ground. burn it to the ground. It's a really weird tradition. But it's an extremely challenging and backbreaking tradition. I couldn't I even tell you my... where it came from, because, like, that's definitely not in the Bible. <laughs> No, but like, I, I just think it's a weird thing that you have to go and dig out like a, like a, it's not even like a little palm tree. Mine was 60 feet high this year. Yeah. Well, I, I, so I, I just had to dig it up, but we, we planted, you know, like 20 or 30 a few years back. So they just keep getting bigger every year. Right. Um, but yeah, no, my palm tree was, yeah, a good, good 40 feet. It was hard to burn too. It was now, very, in the very county, green. They, in the county, they only let you have 30 feet, right? It's, I mean, don't call the government. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
Supposed to only have 30. Whatever. I let my palm tree on fire. I mean, it's gone now. Like, it's already Palm anyway, Sunday. Anyway, all I know is is Easter Sunday, I will be enjoying some Carlin Brothers tea uh, around right. the Easter fire. Right before I go rabbit hunting. Yeah. Wa- sorry, wabbit hunting. Wabbit hunting. It's wabbit season, Ethan. Yeah, it's wabbit season. Uh, anyway, that, just a reminder, you can get your coffee and tea at carlinbrotherscoffee.com slash discount slash bacon or use promo code bacon at checkout for 10% off your whole order. Uh, yeah. Carlin so Brothers much. Coffee. Always Thank a one. Thank you so much to Carlin Brothers Coffee for supporting the show. Ethan, uh, binary review on Kingsman the Secret Service. Do people have to see this movie? Or did we amend what binary review means? All I know is this movie's a one. I don't know. You can't tell me otherwise. We spent 10 minutes last week deciding and then didn't decide. That's exactly what this show's all about. <laughs> but yeah, this movie's a one. You have to see this movie. You have to see I would this say movie. it's not it's not overly gory. No. It is violent. It is violent and it is profane. It is violent and profane and there is a butt at the end. Yes. There's yeah, there's it's rated for 15 and over in I believe the UK and Australia and it's rated for 17 R rated so 17 and over here in the states. But it's not gory. No. No, it is is specifically not gory. There's like not blood. Yeah, there's like occasionally blood, like small little splatters and stuff. But anyway, it's a one. I love this movie more than anything. Yeah. This is the best Deadpool movie ever made. This is my favorite rated R film. This is I like I would watch this over Pulp Fiction any day. Uh, this is one of my favorite films ever. This is not my favorite rated R film. One of my favorite rated yeah. R films. This is one of my favorite. It is not my favorite. There's a long time where I would have said this was my favorite film, period. There's, uh, yeah, no. At no point. I do love this movie, though. I love it a lot. Uh, yeah, I definitely think it's one. I definitely think it's a very, it's a very good movie. It's very well done um, for what they were going for. I mean, it's, it's not like... You can see, I know $81 million is not like no money, but you can see where that was stretched thin in certain parts. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's definitely a couple scenes that look cheap. A couple scenes that look, I mean, you know, it was $81 million. It only, it really, and that is a ton of money. Like, don't get me wrong. I I will never in my life see $81 million. Right. Like, it's not like I can't screw drink duck that and put it in coins and dive into it. Like, I don't have that kind of funds. But as far as movies go, especially movies of a certain, like. World ending caliber. Right. Right. All right. Well, I hesitate to, there's, I hesitate to say caliber because, like, that's sort of like a weird, like a, like a word that we uh, use as praise instead of just a term factor so it's just like it's a certain i don't know for, for a, it's a big movie it's a big movie it requires a lot and it is 81 million dollars it's, it's not really enough money but they did it no matthew vaughn is a genius yeah i mean it's not a, it's not a masterpiece in any one category except entertaining the crap out of me i wouldn't call that a category oh i would that's a sort of a gestalt thing like a sum of its parts thing yeah i mean it was it was funny where it needed to be the music was right the gadgets were just intriguing enough for like the spy film thing yeah this is definitely better than winter soldier yeah for sure. I have grown very, very bored of the music over the numerous times I've seen this movie. You're bored of bonkers? No, like the score. Oh, yeah. I mean, the score is a score, whatever. I meant the fact that they included bonkers. Like oh, twice. yeah. Bonkers by Dizzy Rascal? Yeah. Yeah. That's an excellent song. It is wild. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not sitting here, like, trying to be a hipster about it. It's just, but I did, like, legitimately know about that song for years before this movie came out. As did I. And so it was wild to, like, hear it in a movie. I don't know, was that, UK listeners, was that song prior to 2015, and I don't know that I'll believe you if you tell me, uh, but prior to 2015, was that like a, a hit yes. where you are? I get, I hear you, Ethan. But, I, that's but like, I know it is, though. Like, I, I have right, the data on like, this. Right, but you're like an American who's aware of, like, the underground British music scene and listened to that one song in 2011. You remember that one song? Uh, no regrets by Daffy. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, so like no, your it's just, your perspective is but I, but too. I heard about I heard about Bonkers by Dizzy Rascal from actual British people. Right, but th- that doesn't mean it wasn't like an underground thing. Like if you came to America, you wouldn't hear brand new on the radio. Uh, th- yeah, no, that's not what like 
That's not how that works, though. Like, this, that's, this isn't brand new. You wouldn't hear Snee Bong by Dengue Fever on the radio. Okay, so this was the number one song in the UK when it was out. Okay, so, it, like, it, it, wait, when, what was out? The song. When did it come out? Uh, 17th of May, 2009. Okay, so this was a throwback already when it was in the film. I mean, I, it was a throwback to me, because I remember watching the movie and being like, oh my god, I know this song. Yeah, I, I've, I've known about this, you and I have known about this song, because I brought it back from summer camp that year. You and I have known about this song since 2009. Okay. Um... You know, you know what other song we don't talk about enough? What song? You can guess. I, <laughs> what are you asking? I can't about? believe Bomb Bomb by Sam and the Womp. How would I have guessed that? That wasn't in this you, movie. I know. I know you knew what I was talking about. I didn't. About. Oh my God. I didn't. I that is a banger in your eyes that you were like, Bomb Bomb by Sam and the Womp. You made that vine to that song that one time. You did. <laughs> oh. Back when you were skinny. That was a, it was a banger. It was a banger of a track. So, so is Bonkers by Dizzy Rascal. And I do think that is the shining moment in the, the musical sort of sound bed of this song, or of this movie. Because uh, like I said, I have I have definitely gotten bored of the score. And when it first came out, it was like, oh man, that was a cool score. It's like got a, like a memorable leitmotif. And I'm like, now nah, I look back at it. I've watched this movie like uh, probably a dozen times. And I'm like, it's a memorable leitmotif because they play it every eight seconds. Right. Like you wrote it's one. Mark Strong. You wrote though. one piece of music for this movie. It this does have Mark weeks, Strong in it. Two weeks in a row of a Mark Strong film. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Also, I know we reviewed Sh- Shazam last week. I don't remember. Remember what? Recording the Shazam episode. It happened. It did happen. I know. Can I just talk about Shazam real quick? Just just for like just for like a minute. Okay. I liked that movie more than I remember liking that movie. Because we went to the theater to see it and I just had fireball. And I haven't had fireball in a long time. And I had, had like multiple fireball. Like you had two. Some ounces. Some. You, had, you had three ounces. <laughs> I thought we had three fireball. We had two fireball. Anyway, I was I was feeling pretty good on a, on an empty stuff. Whatever. I don't have to explain myself. I was feeling pretty good. I was on the gram the other day. I have some thoughts on Instagram here pretty soon too. I was on the gram the other day and somebody had like shared scenes from the movie on Instagram. And I was like, hmm, I do not remember this scene at all. But now that I'm watching it, it is, I wasn't like blacked out or anything. I did just, the movie wasn't that memorable. Uh, and I was watching it and I was like, this is absolutely hilarious. For example, Mark Strong delivering his monologue at the end and Shazam can't hear him. Oh yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, that was a good scene. A scene hilarious. we didn't talk about. We, we yeah, I, I definitely... Definitely last week got the better of us in terms of, like, remembering what happened in the movie we're covering. Yes. Also, I completely forgot. Like, we talked about it in the episode, but while we were talking about it, I was, like, reliving it. The whole storyline of him actually finding his birth mother. Yeah. That's a powerful storyline. I don't know that it it satisfied you. It didn't. I I don't think it was played out well. No. Oh, I, I, I can only think about us anytime that happens, though. I can't. The kid gets lost at a fair. I just couldn't believe that at the end, a, a second Billy Batson wasn't there with a raspy voice. <laughs> and a red red jumpsuit. Yeah, and some shears. Some apparatuses. Why the shears, man? Of all things. Because of the, the clippy thing. Cutting out hands. Oh, yeah, because she makes this, the, the, but, the chain but across alas, the country. But, alas, alas, we're not here to talk about oh, so us. Or Shazam. Or Shazam, yeah. We're here to talk about Kingsman, The Secret Service. Tyler, Tell I know this first... is one of your favorite movies ever. Yeah, so you're like, not going to... Th- I'm not going to what? Take it away from I'm me. not going to. I'm, I'm okay. about to ask you to talk about it and talk to why it is your favorite movie. One of your favorite movies ever. Uh, it's definitely a sit down in the theater. Like expectations shattered in a way I, I, I never could have expected. I never could have even asked for. Like I know we often talk about, oh, if I could see any movie again for the first time, it would be Empire Strikes Back or The Force Awakens or Jurassic Park or something like that. But 
to me, going into this film for the first time, like just picture like a 20 year old college male who's like super into fashion and- You were 22. Whatever, 22, <laughs> February of 2015? Yeah, 22. 22 year old college male who's like obsessed with fashion and, and really into film, but doesn't really know anything about film. And then this movie's previews were like, oh, it's like a spy thing. Okay, cool, yeah, I can get I can get with that. Yeah, this movie, looks, movie looks fun. It's got Samuel Jackson, it's got the guy from Kick ass in it like yeah it sounds like fun it sounds like Wait, fun guy from kick-ass is it mark strong kick-ass is mark strong kick-ass i'm pretty sure it's a matthew vaughn I, movie oh man give me a sec i didn't know that i haven't seen kick-ass i didn't like kick-ass i might have been the wrong demographic i know chloe grace moretz was in it mark strong is frank D'Amico, second build person. What do you know? I know who's that. The, it's, the... it's a Matthew Vaughn movie. He's in all of them. I didn't know that. He's not in Kick-Ass 2. That's also not Matthew Vaughn. Jeff Wadlow. He might not be in first class, but... Anyway. Um, I just knew he was the guy from Kick-Ass. Anyway, I, I just remember seeing the previews and being like, oh, cool, it's like a spy thing with the British, but it's not James Bond, but... It's... And then going into this movie and being like, this was the raddest Fortnite shirt I've ever seen. This is what I'm here for. That scene with like, like I'm a philosophy major and like, you can't take a philosophy class at my university without talking about the Westboro Baptist Church. And that was like a big deal in 2015. And, and this movie. Right. I mean, they weren't called that, but they were. No, but I mean, it was very clear. Right, what they were going what for. What they were going for there. Yeah. And it was like, oh man, they're so woke. And I don't know. I, I really loved it. And then the more I've watched it, the more I, I still love it. I think Taron Egerton is like the the most bad. Apex Legends. Person. Um, I love, there's some like callbacks in the film that you don't catch the first few times. Like uh, when he steals the car at the beginning, he doesn't run over the cat. And that's how you know he's not going to shoot the dog at the end. But I also love that he like never learns the lesson. He never gets the chip off his shoulder to know that they wouldn't actually have him kill the dog. Uh... You know, the, I think the character development is so smart. I think that uh, a lot of people complain that Sam Jackson's lisp is in, inconsistent. I think that's intentional. I think Valentine is like playing up a character. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm with that. I'm with that. Yeah, he's definitely. And Mark Hamill's in it. Uh, Colin Firth being like a bad Apex Legends was not something. Use a I different didn't word. Know. Why? Because you've just said bad Apex Legends it's like 74 times in a row. Oh, that was your only adjective for the last like that whole thing. You're just like I'll be it was the most bad Apex Legends movie like. Aaron Anderton's a bad Apex Legends. Like Mark, <laughs> you know, Colin Firth is a bad Apex Legends. <laughs> Colin Firth going through and doing the whole thing in, in the church scene. I mean, that that to me was like the pinnacle of filmmaking was the, was the church scene. Like this is what action movies have been wanting the whole time. This is as good as it gets, and we will never get anything better. Uh, if I could go see a movie again for the first time, it would be this film. Do you, do you still feel those things about this movie? Or was that is that 22-year-old Tyler talking? How has your opinion of Kingsman, The Secret Service, changed in the past? Has it really only been four years? That seems so short. Oh, it seems like it was yesterday. College seems like we were... No. I feel like I'm still in college. This movie feels like it was longer ago than that. Um, it also feels like a, in my mind it was, and I get that you were doing it for like a class so it wasn't, but in my mind this was a summer movie. Yeah, I, I get that feel. Because I know when I saw it with, uh, oh I couldn't even tell you the dude's name, Mark. Mark. When I saw it with Mark, I was like, Mark, come pick me up. He was in my philosophy 495 class. I was like, Mark, come pick me up. We got to go watch Kingsman so that you've seen it. Uh, and he was like, all right, cool. And he's like, wait, why can't you drive? And I was like, because I just drank three quarters of a jug of sangria. <laughs> <laughs> was that the time you vomited in the middle of the movie? No, I never vomited during this movie. Emily, Emily did. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. remember one he threw up. She drank like one glass of wine and then got sick, probably because of something else, uh, and threw up like during the film we had to leave. Yeah. 
Um, I couldn't remember which one of you it was. Which, like, 22-year-old Tyler was like, Emily would love this movie. And 26-year-old Tyler is like, don't you dare show Emily this movie. Why? She will hate this. This is not her kind of cinema. What's to hate about this movie? I don't know, just love the violence. All right. She walked in from a massage, a prenatal massage, right as Harry was like going through his I'm a Catholic whore about to go sleep with my black Jewish boyfriend engaging in sexual congress out of wedlock with my black Jewish boyfriend right so like I paused it and she walked in and I was like hey do you want to watch this movie just for heads up Colin Firth is about to kill everyone in that church right now and she was like not even a little bit and I was like okay bye (laughs) (laughs) wild uh But anyway, have my feelings changed? I don't, I think I hit like a level of nostalgia with it to the point where I still just absolutely love it. Like there wasn't a moment I was watching it where I was bored. There was a few moments I was watching it where I was like, oh yeah, okay. I can see where I was a little blind to that when I was in college. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, no. I will say this is an interesting thing. I've seen this movie more times than I can count. I don't think I could have told you Roxy's name. Yeah, I know you, the other day you were like, who's Roxy? And I was like, the girl. She's not the girl though. In the She's sequel, the only girl in it. Girl from, he's with the girl from Sweden in the okay, sequel. Okay, because yeah, because Roxy dies within five minutes. Roxy dies? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Immediately, they all do. Well, not. Not Eggsy. Not Eggsy and not, not Merlin. and not Mark Strong. Colin Firth is already dead. Yeah, but he comes back. Thanks to the Americans. God, the movie's not Statesman. Good. I love that movie. Are you kidding me? It's st- I can't I can't imagine you loving the first one so much and not liking the sequel. Ah, it's too American. It's so fun. Mark Strong singing Take Me Home Country Road before he gets blown up by a landmine. Just remember, Ethan, you walk into this movie and in the first scene you see like, oh, okay, they're, you know, they're kind of like spies and they fight the terrorists. And then like the next scene, Jack Davenport like <laughs> gets wrecked. Gets cut in half. Like, yeah, literally sliced yeah. in half. But right before he does that, the guy's like, do you want the 52 Dalmont? And then Jack Davenport comes in and kills everybody. He's like, oh. 52 Dalmont. And then he gets sliced in half. Yeah, cleft in twain. Yeah. By like a super bad Apex Legends. Chick lady thing. Use a different word. Oh, man. I don't know that I can. Find a new descriptor. I I, I don't know that there is a different descriptor. You sound like Sophia Borderlands. Butella. What? I said you sound like Borderlands. It's just like you're tacking yeah, like levels onto enemies being like, oh, we got a bad Apex Legends. Richmond Valentine here. <laughs> I do love this movie. I do love this movie. There were So tell me tell me your first experience with this movie and then and then tell me your revisit. I don't even remember my first experience. I've seen this movie so much that I do not remember like there is no time in which I had not seen Kingsman. You know what you know what's weird to me is like when I think about my memories, I think about Maymester. That was a big time in college for us, especially for yep. me and film. Yep. That's when I took philosophy and film. And in my mind, I had already seen this then. You, but we lived Again, yeah, like like, the, like I said, it's, it feels earlier than two thousand or 2015. Yeah. But we, yeah, we lived in port. Oh, I know. I don't know, man. I, it, like, there's lots of movies where I have, like, a very distinct memory of going to see it for the first time. This movie, I have no, no memory. I mean, I can, I can make guesses. I'm sure that you and I saw it together. Likely on I don't think it was day. the first time that you had seen it. I think it was the first time I had seen it. Was I like, Ethan, you have to see this movie. I, pro- I think so, but I could be wrong about that. I honestly don't remember. Um, it could be the other way around. Yeah, we went to we went to the Paragon, got some yeah, got that. some drinks, yep. saw it. I that's that's it. Like I don't I don't I don't like I said I don't have a memory. There's like there's never been a time in my life when I haven't seen this movie. I know I saw it in theaters. I, I'm 100 percent certain that I think I saw it more than once, but I can't remember. I might not have. I have since seen it a bunch of times. Did you watch it with Kate? 
today. Or whenever. I have watched it with her multiple times. But what does she think of this film? She loves it. She saw the sequel with me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, she absolutely loves this movie. As, so you know, as does all, my mother. You know, there's there's a thing we do. I don't know if we do it on the show, but you and I talk regularly about how like we don't rewatch a lot of things. Uh just because like why would you rewatch something when there's other things to watch? I rewatched this. I mean, I have watched I've watched this more than most of the things on our list. Yeah. I would say with um, the exception of like Star Wars, Harry Potter, Emperor's New Groove. I don't know how many times I've seen Emperor's New Groove. I've I've seen this more than most of the Harry Potter movies. I don't know. I feel like Harry Potter's a weird one because I think I can quote the Sorcerer's Stone like beginning to end. If I if I know I've seen it more than I've seen eight. I know I've seen it more than I've seen seven. I know I've seen it more than I've seen six and five. Yeah. I don't know about four. So at least half of the Harry Potter movies I've seen this more. I've not seen this more than Jurassic Park. I've not seen this more than Interstellar. Oh, I've seen Interstellar maybe twice. Um, This one's probably right in line with like the Dark Knight. I've probably seen this movie probably 10 times total. But it's like, it's, it's like, I think I've seen it four times just since I moved back to Rona. Cause it's like, if it's on TV, mom will put it on and we'd watch it. What channel is it on? It's on, I know it's on FX, but they don't show like anything, do they? Um, I don't know. I have no idea. I know that when it's on a an edited channel for that scene when when Eggsy does the the jerk off motion about the secret sauce, mm-hmm. they just do a really tight crop on his face. So it's like <laughs> literally, it's like just face <laughs> saying, it give me an extra help in his secret sauce." <laughs> and it's super. I think it is FX that does that. It's super uncomfortable. Uh, talk to me about the film, Ethan. What is what is it about this movie, or what? What scenes? Give me, give me something. Give me some substance here. What are you asking? Finish a question. And we can talk. I like less overview, more deep dive. Okay. Give me a, so, give me a scene. Give me a philosophy. We can discuss. I will say real quick. Th- like I said earlier, this is the first time that that scenes in this movie have sort of like felt too much to me. What felt like too there's much there was a couple there's a couple occasions where I was like, okay, you're just being crude to be crude now, and it doesn't feel that like. Like, when Colin Firth is like, one does not use fitting room two when one is popping one's cherry. Oh, yeah. That line yeah, is I'm so cringy. Like, my... Like, I, this is a, that was one of the first times I ever watching a movie and somebody's like, uh, it would say, oh, that's cringy. And I, like, literally recoiled when he said it. Like, like my, the hair on my arm stood up. I was like, oh, that's so nasty. Why like, would you, why say, would you that? say that? Like, why you... Because you can't give me a justification for which uh, Colin Firth's character would say that. Right. Like, that is incongruous with the way he speaks. Right. That and, like, the whole thing... I've, I found it funny the first couple times, but now at this point when, when Eggsy's like, I want a martini... Gin, obviously. Oh, when he says obviously, that whole interaction where he's just like staring at a bottle of vermouth unopened. I'm just like, I like that part. I like that part. But when he says obviously, it's like just that that whole interaction again. It's like I've heard it so many times that I've just started to like just like get leaves a bad taste in my ears. (laughs) That's a little toothpaste and orange juice for you. What you what are you drinking over there? Is that diet Dr Pepper? No, it is not diet Dr Pepper. (laughs) Kidding me? It is a. It is a Great Lakes Brewing Company, Edmund Fitzgerald Porter. I've had that many a time. I quite enjoy it. Does it taste like a Diet Dr. Pepper? No, no, it doesn't. It it does not taste like aspartame water. Oh, that's not what Diet Dr. Pepper tastes like. Diet Dr. Pepper is God's gift to diet. I will do that. I will do that blind taste test with you. I would bet money on it as well. Oh, I'm certain you're going to get it wrong. There's no way you can tell. Between Dr. Pepper and Diet Dr. Pepper? Yeah. No, Are you I, kidding no, me? It's the sweet one, the sweet life. <laughs> I'm positive you cannot get it. Um, I will, I will, I'll, I'll bet twenty bucks on it. Do you have any other cringy lines? Oh, when the Swedish girl's like, "We can do it in Apex Legends." Uh, yeah, the, there's a couple, couple lines where I'm like, "You, you got enough in this movie. Like, you, you went for it. We get it. It's, it's an experiment. You did the darn thing, but like, you have to do it that hard. Right. You went, you went too far a couple times. Um, 
I do love the fact that this movie is brutal and violent without being gory. Right. There could have been a lot more blood than there is. Right. Like, the, it is a perfect, like, when, when Jack Davenport gets cleft in twain, it is a perfect cut to the point where, like, the camera angle shows him just sliding down in half as opposed to, like, we're going to be a nice a nice cross section of man right here. Right. And there were so many opportunities where they could have, it could have been a Tarantino movie. It could have just been gallons and gallons of cornstarch, but it wasn't. And I love that because, like, there's a lot of movies that are this violent where I'm like, you used a lot of fake blood, man. This is this is your whole gag, right? It's just blood. That's your whole thing. And this movie was not like that. And I love that about it. Well, it didn't hide behind blood either. Like, you got to, I mean, got to. You, you see everyone, like, die. Right, yeah. You got you got to see everyone die. <laughs> you do see everyone die. Not, not much of a you got to, but you do. And what the other thing I loved is that like a lot of this movie makes good use, but not too much use of the like slow motion like bullet time thing. When is there bullet time in this? In the in the church scene. You don't get to see any bullet. No, there's no slow motion in the church. Yeah, there scene. is. There is. There's a lot of th- that whole scene is a lot of speed ramping. Like you get up and then down and then up and then down. But it's done very well. It it, it like it flows in and out of motion instead of just being like whoa yeah and that's what i like about it is like it, it it flows with the you know what i love about that scene is that i mean obviously there's like cg elements and like you know puppets and, and stuff like that but like it is mostly just like a live like choreographed scene yeah i that scene makes me really want a matthew vaughn's zombie movie oh yeah like i want i want matthew vaughn's take on Shaun of the dead just killing all the zombies because we got we got edgar wright's take and edgar wright and i would consider edgar wright edgar wright and matthew vaughn fairly similar filmmakers yeah i would agree with that um i think make movies for dudes i think that that it definitely would have been a different movie, but I could see an Edgar Wright version of Kingsman. There would have been a lot more Subarus. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh, you got the cereal. <laughs> oh, man. Um, That's the best TikTok. I'm sorry. I, is that a TikTok? I'd never heard that. Said, I'd never heard that phrase until you said it yesterday, the last time. Oh, I sent you the TikTok it's from. I probably ignored it. Oh. I guarantee oh. you I ignored it. I probably saw it like watch this video on TikTok. And I was like, eh, I don't have it. You don't have TikTok? No. PewDiePie does TikTok, TikTok is videos. not downloaded on my phone. Oh. Speaking of not downloaded on my phone, I'm going to add it back. But yesterday I deleted Instagram off my phone because I need to purge who I'm following so bad. I watched like maybe like an hour of Instagram stories and was not interested in a single one of them. Okay. And I was like, I was like, I was, I, by the end of it, I wasn't any happier but i was more mad so i just deleted instagram off my phone i was just like i hate this <laughs> well you kind of need instagram i know i know i'll add run it back. the brand instagram i i know that's why there hasn't yet been a post about what movie reviewing this week uh but i just like i couldn't deal with it man i was like get, getting anxiety is that what, I was is that so what you started where you, where you started with your whole like facebook is so wholesome compared to instagram which is oh. utter and complete bullshit Sir, uh, that that's true. So I originally wrote that and sent the image that I followed that up with at the same time. But because of where I now work, I like had to lock my phone and put it away as the image was uploading. So then, like when I checked my phone, like twenty minutes later, it was it just said I prefer Facebook to Instagram, and there was like no evidence or anything <laughs> because it was just it's, out of the you were like because it's so wholesome. I, but there was a picture of like my dad's best friend was like oh let me let me read it because I thought it was the cutest thing ever. Old people being cute on Instagram on Facebook. So it was just a picture of two guys fishing, and the caption says finding friends that have the same passion as you priceless. And my da- 
dad's best friend posted it. My dad commented and said, let's go. But like, there was no context. There was no joke or anything. It wasn't like fishing rods, $200. Flies, $50. Fishing license, $60. Finding friends that have the same passion as you. But it was just the priceless yeah, part. It's not it was, a MasterCard it was all commercial. Punch line. Right. It was all punchline. <laughs> I just thought it was the most adorable thing ever. It was like, there's no meaning behind it or joke yeah. or anything. You just gotta, was, you gotta follow different people on Instagram. You gotta unfollow the people that make you mad. Like, if I scroll through my Instagram feed right now, I guarantee you it is like 75% like wilderness pictures. See, that's what I want. Right now, it is people we went to college with that I, I don't think would know my first name. I have a couple of those. I delete I delete probably two of those a week though. I like unfollow See, that people. Unfollow that's, those people. That's what I need to do. My thing is if if I feel like DMing you would be weird. Okay, like so- Like if I see your Instagram story and I feel like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I want to reply. And if I feel like that's a weird conversation because we don't actually know each other, but we kind of know of each other's existence. Yeah. I feel like that's a relationship I don't want anymore. So my number one post on Instagram right now, the first one is somebody we went to college with that would know my name. Somebody that we went to college with that would know my name, uh, somebody I used to work with, uh, uh, followed hashtag an ad, somebody I used to work with, a uh, friend of mine from Newport News, uh, Rebecca Sire, um, another followed hashtag, another ad, another followed hashtag, Kelsey Fleshman. So like my whole feed is like people I actually at least know. See, that's what I want. Or or like pictures from hashtag love VA. And this is a weird thing, and maybe it's just because I'm getting older, but people on Facebook are, there's a much wider age range of people that I follow. My my Instagram, mostly, honestly, what I see is like I follow everybody who's in the cast or like the Avengers and Star Wars and all that stuff. So I see a lot of that stuff and I follow like Star Wars news pages and and movie news pages. And, and that's what I love about my Twitter is that it's only that. Like I have all politic words blocked on my Twitter. So all I see is like movie news and quality tweets. I have wild people on my face on my Twitter that I follow. Like I've got friends that I've known from my time in the in the music business that just like they're good people and I like them, but they are known to tweet some wild crap. Okay, top post right now. Oh, this is the bacon and eggs Twitter. Or Instagram. Bacon and Instagram. Bacon and Instagram. But my top post right now is Seamus. Uh, this is an ad for a SpongeBob SquarePants um, bathing suit. Well, I'm proud of you. Uh, and I just don't I, don't, I don't watch stories that I don't care about. Like, And if you post an annoying enough Instagram story, you will get yourself unfollowed like that. Um, But no, all, all I feel like I ever do on Facebook is just unfriend ignorant people. I do that a lot. I did that, but I did that like years ago. Like as soon as Facebook started bothering me, I... I just stopped using it. But now I use it again because we have the Facebook group and I like promote shows and stuff on there. And like I'll occasionally open Facebook and it's just like ignorant post, ignorant post, ignorant post, picture of somebody's kid, picture of engagement, ignorant post, ignorant post, ignorant post, ignorant post. And I'm like, I don't feel like going through and deleting these people. Like I, that, that doesn't make me happy. It's a necessary evil, but it doesn't increase my happiness quotient. I'll also say this with Instagram... And Facebook, both. Um, my other thing that was frustrating me with Instagram was that I was really anxious about posting things. Like, I don't know why. And then I would post them and it wouldn't make me feel any better. And I don't want to have the medium if I'm not going to add media to it. But then I would get anxious about the things that I post because there's like, I don't know, there's a bunch of selfies where I'm in like the same pose. And it drives me crazy that that's the case. I don't know why it bothers me, <laughs> but it does. I mean, that's just an internal battle. You're either going to fight or not fight. Right. And then I never know, like, sometimes I like to share a lot and other times I'm like, oh, nobody freaking cares. And I don't want to share this stupid witty caption because I'm not 20 anymore. Anyway, if I go, it's Seamus, Scott, Tiger, whiteboard art guy. Shout out whiteboard art guy. See, this seems like a great Instagram feed. Th this is great. This actually is Like, great. you just listed four of my favorite things. But let's look at uh, my stories. Top three are people that I 
would not talk to. Then Scott. Then a person I wouldn't talk to. Then Cal's. My number uh, my number one story right now is Cal's and then Laura Bacigalupo and then Houston Skipper and then my know, boy John James Ryan. I know most of those people. No, I know one of those, two of those people. Yes. Um Anyway, that was a little divergent. Divergent sucked. I mean, okay. It was better than Hunger Games, but okay. The first Divergent movie is better than The Hunger Games, the movie. You can fight me on that. I, I would disagree with you, but I'm not going to fight you. It was a better movie. It might not be a better story, but it's a better movie. It is a more efficacious movie. It did more of what it set out to do. Tell but it also wouldn't have gotten made of Hunger the Secret Games Service. Well. What do you want to know? I want to know your thoughts on Richmond Valentine. As like a villain? As like... This is actually where it sort of... Yeah. This is where it falls apart for me a little bit. Watching it back this time is like there is... No way people wouldn't be like, yeah, that's an evil thing this dude's doing. <laughs> I don't know, though. I don't know. Because Richard Valentine is definitely a, like a fairly good Elon Musk allegory. Right. And there's Where, nobody like, out there. so much money. There's nobody out there being like, Elon Musk is an evil dictator who's going to kill us all. Because like Elon Musk right, but I smoked a joint with Joe Rogan and he is now invincible. Yeah. <laughs> nobody will ever hurt Elon Musk. Right. You can't tarnish that man's reputation. It's not possible. Right. Because if he does something questionable, you're like, well, this is also the same guy that smoked a joint with joe rogan right it's like how bad can he really be <laughs> yeah i definitely richard valentine is interesting i don't here's what i don't think i don't think that he's i think they could have spent five more minutes on his logic well like i don't think that i don't know do you think elon musk could sit down with the president in 2015 and like propose like a we're going to the moon plan probably you think that you think it could today yeah interesting i think that if if you know, I, I I don't necessarily know what goes on in the White House. I think that if Elon Musk went to the Oval Office and was just like, I want to take America back to the moon, Donald Trump would be like, yeah, Fortnite. Yeah, all right, let's do it. Let's plant a let's, bigger yeah, flag. I'm... Like... <laughs> Because, like, uh, Donald Trump would absolutely listen to Elon Musk because Elon Musk is a billionaire. Right. That's the and that man only speaks to. money. Right. If you put a, if you put the flag that's on the moon in Donald Trump's hands, though, it would look bigger. <laughs> I mean, to, like, I think I think that you could... A person with normal-sized hands. I think that if Elon Musk went to the Smithsonian and was like, I want to bring the moon flag home to put it in the Smithsonian Museum. And then the Smithsonian went to Donald Trump like, hey, we need money to bring the moon flag home and put a new moon flag up. But that would happen, uh, it would be done in six months. Do you think six yeah. months? Do you think we get to the moon again in six months? We get to the moon again right now if we wanted to. You think we could? Yeah. I don't think we could. What do you mean? We do have a rover on Mars. Yeah, we could absolutely get to the moon again. We have two rovers Maybe not six months. Mars. I mean, it might take a year just to like build the stuff that we would specifically need. But like, it wouldn't be, like, if we decided tomorrow, it wouldn't be like a scientific battle you know like, we got there in the was... 60s in a soup can like speaking of going to the moon i know we talked about this a little bit i recommend the original silver surfer comics ethan you know why no because they talk about the moon landing in such an interesting way because they were written in 1968 and like they like it's it, the the way they talk about like global politics is like it's so interesting to me because they're like somebody's going to walk on the moon soon <laughs> right and it hasn't and happened <laughs> Right, like it hasn't it hasn't happened yet. But like that's the that's the conflict, you know. It's not like right. Oh, I, I just think it's really interesting. It's worth worth at least reading the first issue. Okay. That's my that's my recommendation okay. to you today. Um I do think that we could probably solve a lot of the geopolitical problems if we decided to take like a multinational crew to the moon or if we were like hey north korea will race you to the moon i don't even think we need another moon race i think we just need something that like the whole world can rally behind i'm, I'm with that 
I want like it's a, like we want to send people to Mars, but we're gonna need everyone's help, even though we probably don't. Um, but if we say like, oh, we're gonna need everyone's help, then all the other countries are gonna be like, yo, we want to go to Mars. That sounds awesome. Let's go to Mars. Yo, Yuri, you want to go to I Mars? Want, I want to colonize Mars. I don't think that's gonna be a thing anywhere near our lifetime. I wouldn't be like. I think we're much closer to like people living on the moon than on Mars. But I mean, Matt I Damon live on lived on Mars. Matt Damon did live on Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> That's a movie we should cover on this show. Team America World Police. I don't know that we should. I no, I was sarcastic. Is, it's, it's Team Britain World Police is what we're covering covering right now. Did you know that Fantastic got an 18% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes? That means like one out of every five people that saw it was like, yeah, it was pretty good. That was, that was not one of those five. <laughs> not, neither was yeah. I, Ethan. Let me, let me, let me just give you a, a rough calculation. Uh... 137,443 times 18%. That means 24,739.74 people liked that movie. Enough to go on Rotten Tomatoes and be like, yeah, I like it. Yeah, to, to leave an audience review. I'm shocked that it has 100-something thousand reviews. 137,443. That's bonkers pants. That movie sucks. Here's the problem I'm having with King's Man, the Secret Service, okay? Because, okay. honest to God, I did not love it as much as I did before, like, coming out the other end of this particular watching. I do not love it as much as I did before going into this particular watching. Interesting. I think, I don't know if I just overplayed it for myself, because I've watched it so many times in the last four years, but, like, I think I'm just over it. I don't know. Like, I, I still don't, love it. I don't think it has, because, like, there's no shock factor anymore. Right, yeah, he just does kill everyone in the church. Right, he just does kill everybody in the church. Like, Richard Valentine says this is not the kind of movie, and then shoots him in the face. Right, and then, like, and that, then, that, like... that stopped being cool. Like, I don't know, it, it, there was so, there's so many aspects of this movie that, like, if I put it on without really thinking about it, I'll still love it, but, like, this time I put it on, I was like, all right, I gotta, like, think about this movie. And every time I tried to, it just, like, stuff started to kind of fall apart for me. You know what looks cheap? This actually pulls me out of it. You know what looks cheap? What? The Kingsman pendant. The, like, pink thing? Yeah. Interesting. I think it looks cheap. I also think the Kingsman logo altogether looks cheap. Here's my thing, is that, like, there's no... Like, why would they want people like Digby and Charlie to be Kingsmen? Like, right. those guys suck. Like, how did they suck. make it so far into... You would think that, like, the idea is is that Eggsy is obviously, like, a really out there choice. For sure, but... And, but you, and you even, think it would be that way because those guys are, like, you know, Marines and gymnasts. Right, they're picking the best of the best of the best, sir, with honors. Right. But they're not. They're picking, like... But instead, they're just dicks. Yeah, they're picking, like, jerks from Oxford. Right. Like, they all show up wearing, like, hunting jackets. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, Which, by the way... <coughs> fashion in this movie is a mood yeah roxy's plaid blazer that she shows up in is yeah. is a, a big fact and i just have a hard yeah. time believing that like guys like charlie and digby would know to you know make loose snorkels the one thing that gets me with them is that when eggsy shows up colin firth is like oh we're late but he's not more late than like a day late and they all talk like they've been through this process before right which you know I, there's, there's like, not all... enough there's there's either there's not enough story there to start with to like to make me buy into why these kids are acceptable candidates right because it's not like their parents are kingsmen right and it's like yeah I get that that you know uh, that Charlie was Arthur's pick so he should be a jerk because like Arthur sucks because he's wrong he right. like is a betrayer but it's like you would assume that all of the other kingsmen there's like ten other people right there's twelve of them I guess I would guess how many how many kings horses and men are there all of them all the kings horses all the kings men couldn't do a darn thing for Humpty Dumpty he's not even explicitly stated that that guy's in it. I don't even want to get there. I don't even want to go there. I don't know where that came from. I don't get it. I don't understand how that one works. But how how many knigets of the round table? Um, 
up for debate. Yeah, anywhere from 12 to 150. <laughs> this is the truth about the round table. One, that's a rectangle. Two, you're not really all equal if he's King Arthur. Three, I really like the scene where they're talking about pairing really old vintages with like Big Macs. Yeah, I do like that one. That one sort of maintained its um, constitution with me. Yeah, it looks like 12 is the established like general. I could name, I could name two. So there should be, there should be 12, three. there should be 12 plus an Arthur. So 13. I could name Lancelot, Galahad, Robin. So Robin is not one of the established 12. Really? Yeah, I think that's just Sir in... not appearing in this film? Yeah. Sir Lancelot, Sir Gawain, Sir Geraint, Sir Percival. Oh, gotten Gawain. Yeah. Sir Bors, Sir Lamerick. gotten Percival. Yeah, the, the Holy Grail one. Yeah. Well, it's Percival, but... I know. But... Sir Bedivere, Sir, Gahal, Sir Gaharis, Sir Galahad, and Sir Tristan. Tr- Tr- Sir Tristan and Arthur. There's one of those. I'll tell Bedivere. you. I'll tell you. Bedivere. There are names that, like, stick out for whatever reason. Yeah. Um. I'll tell you. Arthur is a name that does not work in American. That's Arthur. Arthur. That's like an ugly name in American. They say Arthur, and you're just like, ooh, ooh, smooth. Ooh, smooth king. Smooth. Chester King. Isn't that his real name? Supposed yeah. To be? Yeah. So, like, he's, yeah, he's. Isn't that, isn't that the Cheeto guy's name? That's Chester Cheeto. <laughs> Chester Cheeto King. I don't think so. But anyway, yes. I think he's the king of okay, Cheetos. Okay, listen. I'm not talking about Cheetos. Okay. We're not getting into this. Anyway, but yeah, so, so I get that, like, Charlie would be his candidate, because he sucks, and Charlie sucks, but, like, who are these other 11 Jack Apex legends? Picking guys like Digby. I, I guess know. 10, because Lance, like, Lancelot's dead, so. Right, and they're replacing Lancelot. They're replacing Lancelot. Like, so somebody picked Roxy, and she's cool, but then, like, she wins. Then like, there's nine other people picking total douches. Guys are like, oh, definitely St. Andrews. Oh, definitely That was, that was, those were, that was jokes that just, I'm sure that British people were like, Durham. Got him. Durham. Who goes to Durham? And I'm like, Oxford. I'm like, like North Carolina? Yeah, right. That's tobacco country. That is backer country. Do you remember in, in high school, we had to watch a documentary about the people in West Virginia? We got extra credit for I thought it was Kentucky. It might have been Kentucky. The like, yeah, the like hill people that barely spoke English. And they would, they would be like, Ma, I gotta get my backer. Yeah. And like, I remember Lustig paused the movie. Lustig was our 11th grade history teacher. He was the best teacher because he would show you, this is a quick and interesting story. He would show you bias in the news. Uh, so he would show you a news story from like news reporter A who was talking about why this this is the example that sticks out in my mind why like illegal immigration is bad and like specific examples of people being like thieves and criminals and then he would show you a story from news reporter B that would show you like this person who just happened to be an illegal immigrant who had this like family business and supported his family and paid his taxes and did everything he was supposed to do and it was it was just really interesting way to show bias in the news anyway he paused the movie when he was like mom I gotta get my backer and he was like who can tell me what backer is and everybody was like I have no idea and it was to back I don't remember that happening. You don't remember that? No. It was an after school. Like, no, I remember the movie school. happening. I don't remember the story that you're talking about happening. I feel like people would have known Which what story? it had to be the one you just told. I feel like some it had to have been some uh, other example because people would have known what backer meant. I, it might have been. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past weird... I wouldn't put it past Lustig to 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 mansplain that. But like, I feel like if like you have the opportunity to take AP or dual U.S. history at Cape Spring High School. I recommend it. He taught AP as well. I know, but I wouldn't yeah. recommend AP um, because you don't get six college credits. But yeah, he he was wasted on Cape Spring High School. Yeah. Not that I'm sad that I had him, but yeah. like that man could have been a tenured professor. Yeah. But God bless him for teaching high school. I mean, we need more people like that. Yeah, we do. Thank you. <gasps> Thank you, high school teachers. I hope you enjoy your summers off. But no, so I don't. I don't want anybody to get me wrong. It's like I still love this movie, but it. Definitely, like, over the amount of times I've seen it, some of the sheen has worn off for me. Some of the things that once, when I first saw it, I was like, ooh, man, what a movie. I'm now just like, all right, cool. And I think for 
me, that's what stops it from being one of the true great films. I think to me, that's what makes it so interesting as a piece of entertainment is that it it has almost no timelessness to it at all. None. That, yeah. Like it is almost entirely a product of like, if this didn't come out February 13, 2015, it would have been panned. If this had come out after Deadpool, it would have gotten panned. Yeah. It would have been like, oh, wannabe Deadpool film. Right. Whereas I look at Deadpool as a wannabe Kingsman. Came out 364 days later. I thought it was 366. No, it was February 13th. No, sorry, February 12th, 2016. Deadpool. How do you feel about Deadpool? I've been thinking about Deadpool a lot lately. I think about Deadpool as little as possible. I just don't love that movie the way other people do. I just don't. I never have. I didn't think the trailer for the first one looked funny. I was disappointed by it when I actually saw it. Um, I just don't love it. I just don't. You know, it's just weird. It's like Deadpool is like Van Wilder meets... Kingsman, right? Yeah, but I, you know, I th- here's the thing though is I think that if I ever watch Van Wilder again, it'll be too soon. Yeah, I if, think I if I ever, ever watch Van Wilder again, it will ruin it for me. I will be like, oh my god, this is this not is funny. reprehensible. Like you can't talk this, to people this, this way. Thing, the thing we're doing with the dog is gross. Yeah, Taj, not and a funny Tara character. Reed, Tara Reed sucks not, so much. Tara Reed is a bad actress. Yeah. But in my memory, it's this amazing film. Right. It's one of those, I can't watch it ever again. I don't know if I can watch Eurotrip. I think I can watch Eurotrip. Although I'm more tempted to try. I think Eurotrip may truly be one of those gems. But, because like every time I think about a scene from Eurotrip, I laugh. Every time I think about a scene from Van Wilder, I'm like, I can't think about that. But yeah, I think that Deadpool, I give it probably five more years before Deadpool is just done. Before it's it's had its time in the sun and people are like, I mean, okay, this is too much. Like, if you are a Deadpool fan, it's like the, you know, the neckbeard fedora wearing, like, fandom in comic books now. But only instead of being, like, milady, it's, it's like, it's the other end, it's, it's the reversed on the x-axis of that. Okay. What does that mean? You know what I'm saying? No, not really. It's like, I don't know, it's just so cringy. The whole Deadpool thing. And it makes me like Ryan Reynolds less, which makes me really sad. I do love Ryan Reynolds. I think he's... I do think he's genuinely very good. Yeah, he is. And I, I think that just, just Deadpool's just too much. Yeah. I will tell you, we are recording this at a time when the latest um, the latest R-rated superhero movie just tanked. Hellboy? Hellboy, yeah. It has since risen to 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. It opened at 9%. God, that's bad. Yeah. I wonder if it is bad. I've read some reviews. It's always tough to tell with audience reviews. Audiences are so wrong about films very rarely no, that's that's, that's 15 percent critic i know but reading audience reviews even even the positive critic reviews some of them are like this is great i i really like this you know it's not like it's not like sometimes where it's like oh this movie got eight percent and all eight percent of those positive reviews are like i mean this wasn't unwatchable at least what from what i've seen and i've seen a lot of audience reviews that are like a lot of audiences reviews that are like if it's not ron perlman i don't want it but also a lot that are like this is amazing here's here's where this story truly falls apart with just how bad or at least how how poorly Hellboy is doing it not only it's a superhero movie that not only lost its own weekend it lost its weekend it came in third behind Shazam at number one for a second week in a row and little what is that that's that movie about the it's the new like black comedy oh it's the opposite of big yeah where instead of Tom Hanks it's a black lady and instead of being older she gets younger she gets younger but still like tries to be the CEO of her company right and she has like her assistant is like, oh my God, this is my golden opportunity. But it came in third on its own weekend. You know what? Like we run a movie review show that covered, is Hellboy a Marvel character? I was under the impression he was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we run a, I would have thought yes. Dang, he's a young character. I don't know if you knew that. No, he's a character of Dark Horse comic. My mistake. Mm. It was made by Lionsgate. Um. Anyway, we cover superhero movies. Like that was what this show first did. And like there was never a text chain where we were like, oh, Hellboy? It was just understood moving forward that Hellboy was not going to be part of this show. 
So Friday, so Friday domestic, I think domestic, Shazam made $6.3 million and Hellboy made 4.9. Saturday, Shazam made 11, Hellboy made 4.2, and Sunday, Shazam made 7, and Shazam made 2.8. Hellboy, so made, Hellboy 2. made 2.8, yeah. Terrible. Just terrible. Shazam's like not doing that well. He still has not hit $100 million domestically. What is Captain Marvel at domestic? I don't know. Hang on. I love Box Office Mojo. I could I could sit on this website for years, just yeah. wasting my time. I am fascinated by the box office. Uh, domestic total as of April 15th is 387 million four hundred nine million. Th- sorry, uh, $387,409,849 for Captain Marvel. With a total worldwide gross of $1.065 billion. That's pretty good money. That's pretty good money, yeah. Um... Anyway, yeah, Hellboy tanked. Um, and this is an R-rated movie, and The Kingsman, The Secret Service. And, you know, you know, honestly, if I'm being real with you, honestly, I think this movie would have been better if it was PG-13. If they take out the swearing? That's all you'd have to do, because I think you can get by on the violence. I really do. I think you got uh, some of the violence is a bit excessive. I agree. You cut it back a little bit. I, I don't necessarily know this should have been PG-13, but I think they, this is, and th- this is definitely a sticking point between you and I, but I think this is the first time that I've watched one of these movies and been like, man, they are swearing a lot for no reason. Oh, I definitely felt that but i also felt like i don't know what it's like to live in like london underground well this is a this is like i said this is a this is not r-rated in london really like this is not their their most extreme rating it's not ours either okay but like there hasn't been an nc-17 movie in three years really yeah what was it uh actually no sorry it was since two that one that actually kept it was 2013 it was blue is the warmest color that's a scary title it's a it's a movie about lesbian sex interesting uh and it played in 100 theaters in the states sorry 100 theaters worldwide um I've never heard of this. Film. It's on Netflix. Hmm. It's got an interesting cover, so I looked up what it was one time. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. So no, it is not. Te- it's it, it's not their most extreme rating either. But they they have like a the UK has like a eighteen plus, or really like a seventeen plus, and like this did not make the cut. This did not get their harshest rating, but it did get ours. So high schoolers could go see this. Yeah, fifteen year olds can go see or, this. Or secondary. Fifteen year olds can go see this unaccompanied in the in the UK. Okay. I don't know. I felt like I, I didn't think the swearing bothered me that much. Uh, it just in a lot of parts for me this time watching it, it felt unnecessary. It felt like it wasn't adding anything to the to the scene. Oh, I I can definitely see where you're coming from, but I think once they committed to the American R rating, I feel right, like and then they were like, I mean, this is that's the this thing. is the most absurd it's like, thing we've ever made. All bets so are off. Let's yeah, just do it. yeah. Once right. you once <laughs> you commit to the American R rating, you're like, yeah. Once you've said the Fortnite word twice, you've you you just said right. like, yeah, okay, I can do whatever I want now. Like, right. We're just gonna make this wild. Right. Just absolutely bonkers. Um, this movie is cronked. What does that mean? What does what mean? Bonkers? Cronk. Cronk. Bonkers means it's wild. Cronked. I don't know what you're saying. You just said this. I don't word. know what you're saying. What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. Yes, it does. I just said it was bonkers. No, you did I wake up every day as a daydream. Everything in my life. Sorry. Everything in my life ain't what it seems. What is this? What is what? Cronked. What are you worried about? I don't talk about any, this, anyway. This Urban Dictionary definition doesn't mean anything either. I don't. You I made don't know what you're talking about. You said the word cronked. I said bonkers. Like B. No, it's the capital B space capital O space capital N space capital E space capital R. I forgot a K. I, I can't forget the K either. I can't forget the K in bonkers. bonkers. <laughs> you know what happens when you forget the K in bonkers? <laughs> it becomes boners. <laughs> <laughs> lord okay that's not the word you want to you want to take a quick divergence to the the pooth taste and orange juice you know i actually already did what i was going to talk about was instagram oh so okay fine um no no it's cool it's cool no no, it's cool i'll talk about mine last week or next week no 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 i insist no no it's cool we'll keep talking about the movie so tell me tell me about 
Tell me, convince me again why I should love this movie as as much as you do. Because because I'm not 100 percent sold on it right now. The whole Westboro Baptist Church. You have to. Here's here's the thing I've noticed about you and I in our show and our style of reviewing film that I'm actually frustrated with is that we do not appreciate the novelty often enough. What do you mean? Like Shazam. All the other Shazams showing up was like a really novel moment, or like the throwing Batman at him and being like Batman, get him. Yeah, that was like a novel moment and to me like when you take a step back and you can describe a scene of this movie as like the most absurd way you possibly can and then you show it to somebody and it's just actually that insane is why you should love this movie because like we were talking about this movie before we reviewed it in our discord server discord's available for just three dollars a month that's 36 dollars a year that's literally nothing at patreon.com slash bacon and egg if you're not a member of our discord server like i i literally don't understand why there's no way this show doesn't bring at least three dollars of value to you every month if you listen every week anyway um like when we were describing the show to the to the discord server you were like there's a scene where barack obama's head literally explodes into confetti right like in the most literal sense ever and like just the novelty of that is so interesting and so fun that like it is exactly as outrageous as you can describe it it is more outrageous than you can describe it and it still tells a mostly cohesive story and there's the line where he's like merlin you're the governor and they say words like valet i don't know it's just those little novel moments to me that make this movie so interesting and so so like it just bring me back to you know this is the kind of movie this came out when we were in college but it is like the new in my mind what i would imagine to be like the new male freshman in college poster movie i don't think it is and you and you can't not love fight club you can't not love pulp fiction oh you can you cannot love pulp fiction. yeah you cannot love pulp fiction that's okay you don't like no i like pulp fiction like pulp but fiction? i can totally get okay. why people wouldn't no but i mean like, i can't you see were you like a, liking pulp fiction you think i don't like pulp fiction it doesn't seem like a tyler carlin kind of movie no have you seen it yeah have you yeah. you sure yeah you sure i'm sure okay and you like pulp fiction yeah that's kind of shocking to me honestly really? it just doesn't seem like a you movie it seems like a kind of movie that somebody would tell you to watch and you watch it and be like i don't get the hype oh no i get the hype really interesting yeah no i mean i like Pulp Fiction, but I could totally see why somebody wouldn't. This is, I mean, this is all the Tarantino films without Tarantino. It takes away the the insane gore, which is which is happy for me. Like I, I don't particularly care for the gore in the Tarantino films. Uh, no, but this also doesn't have the the, the Tarantino X factor either. This doesn't this know, doesn't man. have the 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 cleverness. This doesn't have the like the twist. Doesn't have that. No, there's no twist. No, at all. it doesn't. It doesn't have the like the twist is that you don't actually shoot the dog. This is not Inglorious Bastards. No, it's not. I'm I'm with you there. Inglorious Bastards is genius. Right. This is this is this is Tarantino light. Yeah. This is Diet Tarantino. Right. It's made with aspartame instead of the the full thing. And you know what? I could taste the difference. But you know what? Most of the time I would rather watch this than most Tarantino. I'm not saying it's better, but I would rather watch This is a movie in a vacuum though. You don't even like the sequel. Correct. Yeah. So like that means nothing. Because like this is one movie out of yeah, you might want to watch this movie better than tarantino but like you don't want to watch kick ass no i do want to watch baby driver though that's not the same thing i would say those all three of those are like diet tarantino i would not say that about baby driver or kick ass kick ass i wouldn't even say i wouldn't even say baby driver is that similar to this movie really yeah baby driver is much more in the like that's that's much less tarantino and much more like al pacino it's like a heist movie yeah i know but not like a not like a not like an ocean's 11 heist movie no like a dark violent heist movie right um what is cronked? What are you talking about? You said this word. I don't know what you're talking about. I said bonkers. No, you no, didn't. I said the you movie was back. bonkers. I don't like that you're doing. I'm not doing anything. I know you know. What I'm you're not doing, doing anything. I'm saying. And you need to know that I don't like. I it. said bonkers. 
Um, I would no. I mean, but that's that's my I thing just, though. Is yeah, yeah. You want to watch this movie more than Tarantino movies, but you don't want to watch movies like this. This is a one-off there aren't thing. Movies like this. Correct. This this is one of a kind. Yeah, like I said, you don't even like the sequel. Correct. Which makes no sense. It's weird. There's like a hamburger machine. Okay. How is that any weirder than people's heads exploding from like SIM cards in their faces? I don't know. Exploding, exploding in like glitchy fireworks to pomp and circumstance. Like you can't sit there and go, oh, the sequel is too absurd. You know what's interesting, Ethan? You're gonna like this little piece of trivia. Uh, hold on. Let me let me go to my library. Movies. I believe this is the truth. Is this just movies on device? And yeah, might be. I own Kingsman: The Golden Circle. I do not own Kingsman: The Secret Service. You own it on DVD though, on Blu-ray. I do. I do. I do have the Blu-ray. Didn't that come with like a digital download? It probably did. I might even have it. I I could be blowing smoke about gotcha. it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, no, I remember because you got it on Blu-ray like the day it came out. Well, because I needed it. I know. But you came home yeah. and you were like, I got Kingsman. And I was like, yo, Apex Legends. Yeah, let's watch Kingsman. Let's watch it right now. But like, I need I, I need to put this movie down for a long time. I feel, I don't know. To me, this is, this is in the same category. Like, all these other movies have the gore and the quips and everything. But to me, this is in the same category of like freshman male dorm room as Boondock Saints and... No, no, because you're because your average fresh. Have you seen Sin City? Who puts a Sin no. City poster up on their dorm wall? Every guy I refuse to picture. believe. Who did you know that had a Sin City poster? I'm not gonna tell you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna direct message you who it was. You just I will cut it out. You can just tell me. Every every freshman guy has a poster of Jessica Alba and Sin City on their wall. Okay, but that's like you could say the same thing about like Electra. No, no. And when we were in college, it was like Kate Upton. Yeah, it was Kate Upton. And Kim Kardashian. Yeah, but we weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Sin City was dead by the time we got to college. You no, seen Sin City? That movie is whack. I actually have not. That is a, seen actually Sin that City. is a wild comparison to this particular movie. Why is it similar? It's it's yeah. It's like it, Sin City is like if you took Watchmen and we're like we're gonna make something funny out of this. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird movie. It's 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 like. Is Sin City is what this movie would have looked like if this movie came out when Sin City came out. Watchmen, you can put in the category of dorm room posters. I just don't think that I don't think that eighteen year old guys love this movie the way they you think they do. I would imagine an eighteen year old guy that has seen this movie would love this movie. Because like I know like a lot of like a lot of non guys love this movie. Yeah, because Roxy's a Borderlands two. Apparently. You didn't even remember who she was. It's a bad look. I like I'm sorry. She has like, like ten lines in the whole film. She's the she's the girl. Barely. There's only only one girl. There's two girls in the training class. No, there's not. Yeah, the first girl dies. Immediately. She dies immediately. She's not actually dead. No, but she dies the first night. Yeah, but she's in the class. She gives him a pen. For like three minutes. I thought that was interesting that she handed him the pen. Roxy's the one that gets to be the Kingsman. I know. She shoots the dog. She wins. Kills the poodle. She was willing to kill the poodle for Kingsman. Yeah. Those guys are... Okay, so this is is where... And this is a couple times that it started to come on to me today. Is like, the Kingsman suck. Right. They they want you to shoot. Like the Harry dog. Hart's rad, but right. like but they, the Kingsman suck. Like yeah, they they drug people. Make them think they're gonna be run over by trains. Make them think they don't have a parachute. Like it's all about it's all about courage. That and scene work, that scene will always make me laugh though. That is one that hasn't gotten cringy. When Merlin's like, oh no, you come here and whisper that in my ear. You need oh, to get yeah. that chip That's off your shoulder. And then pulls the parachute. And he's like, oh, oh god. Mark Strong at his best. Yeah, for sure. Dude's incredible. He's he's a ringer, man. You could put him in the movie, and he's just like, okay, take me home. It's a great scene. Take and then and then followed by by Elton John, like like in the feather suit, kicking that dude in the face in his heels. I do love Elton. It's on the piano, just like Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Maybe I'll revisit. Sir, isn't it Saturday? In the word Saturday, maybe goes, we'll review. What what day is it? It's Wednesday. <laughs> Kicks him in the face. <laughs> 
while Saturday Night's alright for fighting plays in the background. But uh, next week on Bacon and Eggs, we are not reviewing Kingsman the Golden Circle. I need to watch some Avengers films. Yeah. I need to get on. I'll probably start that. No, tonight. I do definitely like this movie for sure. It's just like, there's one point in time where I would have been like, oh, this is a this is a phenomenal movie. And now I'm like, this is fun. This is a fun movie. This is an entertaining movie. And that's it's pretty much as far as it goes. But that's all I want. I don't think it's that's exceptional in it. any particular aspect. In terms of being fun, I think it's exceptional. In terms of action sequences, it's exceptional. Eh, there's the the scene in the church is is a truly good bit of action scene. So is the scene uh, with uh, Jack Davenport. Eh, it's not any better than any other Bond movie. And I like the scene where he's in the hallway. Although the sets of those hallways are just embarrassing. Yeah, I don't I don't love the like one guy takes on like six hundred guys because they're just idiots. I'm over that trope. Where like the one dude who's smarter than everybody else can like beat. 600 dudes that just like break like water on rocks against him yeah i'm over that i'm over that trope i think it's fun sometimes and i, di- I didn't love the fight between him and oh, gazelle the pub scene the pub scene is the sweet. pub scene is sweet i mean it, it, re- it really though the, the true shining fight moment in this movie is the church scene yeah it's amazing and the set the choreographed to the, to the fast part of Freebird. It, it's everything you yeah it's want. it's absolutely perfect like like i said the 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 it's it's it feels like an edgar wright like edit to the beat moment yeah where it's like it the, the editors are listening to Freebird and just being like okay i gotta gonna sweet this one here and like and it comes out perfect um, yes, it's got some great action sequences, but I don't, I don't truly think it excels in any one category. It is very entertaining. It's a very entertaining movie. Um, the costumes are excellent. But like, well, I, the costumes for the Kingsmen are excellent. The costumes for the, almost every other character is very clearly half Apex Legends. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Like all the guards and everything and like the white. Yeah, there's stormtroopers. Stormtrooper costumes. Yeah. yeah. Richmond Valentine. I, I want to believe, I truly do, that they just like set Samuel L. Jackson down in like a wardrobe room and was just like, all right, make a character. You're a billionaire. Uh, yeah. Bad he comes guy. out with like the, the button up over the polo shirt under the blazer and the hat that all match. Right. <laughs> the chains and everything. The glasses. His costume was great. Um, Yeah. I definitely like this better than Winter Soldier, but like this falls short for me to multiple James Bond movies. This is more like Brosnan era though, isn't it? I mean, it's not like any era. Well, I mean, it's There's not, not like nearly Daniel enough. Where it's like... Not nearly enough. Like this is, this is more Rad... Not Radcliffe. Daniel Craig. That's what no, I said. you said Daniel Radcliffe. And then oh, I said I Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> This isn't like Daniel Craig. Daniel Radcliffe for James Bond. I mean, it's got Daniel Craig elements with like the parkour and stuff, but Brosnan has the scene where he like surfs on a tidal wave at the end. Yeah, but this is closer to to Daniel Craig than any other ones just because of the particular lack of like, all right, James Bond's going to go Fortnite somebody right now. But that does happen. At the very end, once. It's not a standby in the movie. I thought it was stupid that Eggsy ended up with the swedish queen girl. i do too it's it's again that's just a super cringy moment their yeah. whole interaction yeah the fact that she came back at all because if you look in the scene where valentine's talking to the crowd that character is in that crowd is she yeah i did love okay this this has one one truly excellent bit of comedic timing when once everybody's dead and rich and valentine puts his hand back on the you know kill people thing and the the mm-hmm. music and the fireworks start going off to a whole room of dead people you like that i thought yeah that was that was funny comedic timing when it's just like it's a whole room of, of people with exploded heads and it's like what is that song I have no idea i think i would listen to that song on my ipod if i knew what it was and we could find out oh, i'm sure we can kingsman songs list music soundtrack uh let's see slave to love give it up by casey and the sunshine band i'm on whatsong.com which tells you when it happens in the movie that says it on quora too Hmm. yeah no yeah valentine activates the doomsday device exit and gazelle engage in an intense fight that's the one this is it 
This is taking longer to get going than I was expecting. <laughs> This is it. Yep, that's the one. I'm saving that. I didn't know that song. Yep, that's the one. That's a banger. That is a certified... That, that is a bop. bop. Apparently there's a Iggy Azalea song in the credits. I don't think I've ever made it that far in the credits. No, I don't think I have either. Although there is a post-credit scene. There is? There's some. There's a bonus scene. I didn't know that. I feel like there is. Isn't there? You got the scene where he's like, you're the governor. Yeah, and then and, and then it zooms else? into the jukebox and zooms back out in the pub. Oh, yeah, and he's people up like, in the pub. It's not like a post-credit scene. It's just like, it's like an epilogue. Yeah. There's the... Manners maketh... Man. Man. <laughs> Let me show you. I do the Fortnite in scene in. The, I don't want to keep talking about the second one because I, I, we're probably never going to cover it. I do. I don't want to keep talking about the second one. But the scene where Harry gets back and like flings the the thing. He, he, he gets back on his feet and does the the part the pub scene again and and flings the glass of beer and just completely misses the guy because he only got one eye. <laughs> Can't see anything. He's just like manners maketh man and flings the beer glass and it just hits against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it in the movies. I was like, "That's a callback right there." That's how you do a callback in these movies. Yeah. Is there a third one planned? There is. You know? There's a prequel coming out February of next year. Oh. A prequel, uh, Kingsman: The Great Game. It takes Ooh, place in what? the 1900s, like the early 1900s. So no Jack Davenport then. No Jack Davenport. It will have Voldemort in it. Ray Fiennes? Yeah. His name looks like Ralph Fiennes. Okay. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> okay, but that's what it looks right, like. Right, but that's not what it is. Right, but like... I mean, I'm with you. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> like... I get it. Don't be that guy. I'm not being that guy. Who who else is in it? Is there more I have no idea. I Colin just... Firth? I literally saw this. Well, Colin Firth would be not alive. Right, but I mean, like... Like, is there a thing where they're like... It's just the same... Next moves to next February. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, okay. I thought Ryan Reynolds was in it. Is there? Do I have a cast? Credited cast: Stanley Tucci, Jamin Hansu, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Ray Fiennes. This sounds like a, cl a cast I can get behind. A couple other people who I don't know: Stanley Tucci, Matthew Good, Gemma Arterton. Who's that? Uh, I know that name for some reason. Prince of Persia, Quantum of Solace. She's Strawberry Field. What a name! <laughs> I need to see Quantum of Solace. You've seen Quantum of Solace? I have. Yeah, we talked about it in the last episode. I think you and I saw it together. It's a Bond movie. I know. What's the one where the movie ends and then there's like a whole nother movie at the end of it? What? Like they get through the whole Bond thing and there's like a whole nother movie where like the girl was cheating on Bond the whole time and then they like drown in Venice. I don't remember that at all. What? Yes. It must be that one because I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, Casino Royale. Strawberry fields forever. Do you ever watch The Tick on the old uh, Amazon Prime video box? No. Me neither. That's all I got. Okay. Anyway, there is a prequel announced coming out with apparently with Stanley Tucci in it which is wild. You don't like Stanley Tucci? I never said that. I just said it's wild. You, all I know is that Tom Hollander is playing George V. Yep, that is also all I know. What a weird only person to be cast. Well, he's the king, isn't he? Yeah. Yep, so they're the king's man. Men, king's Daniel men. Daniel Brule? I love Daniel Brule. Is he uh, Helmet Zero? Zemo. Yeah, Helmet Zemo. Yeah. I do like that guy. He was in Inglorious Bastards. Yes, he was. He was the... And in Rush. Yeah, he was in Rush. I never saw I Rush. I saw Rush. If you like movies about dead F1 drivers, then yeah, Rush <laughs> was great. It's, uh, Rush was just... There was a list that went around on Twitter the other day of like times that Marvel characters have been in movies together that weren't Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. And it was just a bunch of things like... Helmut Zemo and Thor teamed up to drive race cars. That's exactly what it was. This is a prequel to Iron Man 2. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, what the hell is Rush? It's Nicky Lauda 
and somebody else. I can't remember. I can get back to it. Oh, not that worried about it. But yeah, Daniel Brule, that guy. He's going to be a Kingsman. James Hunt. James Hunt. That was it. All right. So I think we need to, are we ready to wrap yeah, up Yeah, I guess show? so. Do I don't, wrap I don't, the show? I don't even know what we said about this movie. I, I feel like either, we hyped, we hyped up film. talking about this movie for a long time. And then when it came down to it, we couldn't figure out anything to say about it. That's actually exactly what I think this movie's charm really all is all about. Is that like, you just go into it to have fun. It's like describing a roller coaster to somebody where it's like, oh, you're going to get on the, the <laughs> like chain. Describing a roller coaster. And then it's going to be like a lot of fun. And then like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you're not going to get the experience from me telling you I don't want to fall it. back on, to, I don't want to fall back on like, you got to see it. Right. But I think that's like, that was exactly my point with this film in, with Matthew Vaughn's Kingsman, the secret service in my paper was that like, it's, it's exclusively fun. Like if you think about it too much. Yeah, it starts to fall apart. Plot. And that's the real thing for me is like this, this, I don't, I don't want to say that this viewing ruined it for me, but it's like, I was trying to think about like, what am I going to say about this movie on the show? And that like, that made watching it less fun. Sometimes that just means we get to tell jokes about other things. You know, I think it's interesting. I've, I've been thinking about this for a long time, Ethan. I don't think we're going to end up changing it. But I think if we moved Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast, from the TV and film category to the comedy category, we wouldn't be wrong. No, we would just have stiffer competition for views. We would have much stiffer competition. But I feel like like there are times where this show is much more just a comedy show. Or the, like intended to be a comedy show. We intended to make you laugh and just hang out with your friends than it is like a film review show. Which is why we dropped the movie. Yep. Welcome back to Dear Hanger John, a comedy podcast about death. That's right. It is, yeah. Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's comedy podcast about movies. That's the new. Roughly that, based on That's movies. the new subtitle. We're just going to keep getting worse and worse subtitles. That's the plan. That's what's comedy these days. Bad subtitles. Billie Eilish. Uh, thank you for listening to Bacon and Eggs. What? Thank you. We for haven't done any of the eggs. things. I know. I'm waiting for you to do the thing. What? To introduce the things. Okay. What? It's English breakfast tea, Ethan. It's a martini with gin. Obviously. <laughs> Shaken for two minutes while staring <laughs> at a bottle of... Unopened bottle unopened of vermouth. Bottle. So you just want cold, shaken gin. Yeah. Yeah. Bruised gin. Yeah. Bruised, cold, bruised gin <laughs> is what you want. Yeah. With an olive in it. Do you, are you a gin martini guy or are you a vodka martini I'm not guy? a martini guy. Don't lie to me. Martinis are awesome. Are they? I'm not a martini guy. Listen. I'm not here for the American South exclusively when it comes to my liquor drinks. Like, there is only one way to look remotely normal drinking a liquor drink in Southwest Virginia. And that's if you order a bourbon beverage. Like an old-fashioned, a bourbon and ginger, a whiskey sour, or just bourbon straight or on the rocks. Like, I'm not allowed to order a martini because it's like, oh, look at you with the fancy glass, nerd. I just don't, I don't really like gin or vermouth. What about vodka and olives? I don't like olives. (laughs) Martini's got nothing going for it. Martini's got everything going for it. I like gin. I like olives. And I I mean, I can take a little vermouth. I'm not going to like it. I'm just not going to, like, I'm not going to order a martini. Like, it's just not going to happen. But if I was to order a martini, the the table next to us would be two guys drinking whiskey drinks. And they would be like, you got to stop worrying about what other people think about what you're drinking. This is a thing I've thought about you for a long time. I can get away with it with beer. Because I'll drink any beer. I don't care. I will go up to the bar and order the fruitiest or the tartiest or the IPAest beer. Because, because there are people you're with. There's two people you're with that hate the beer you're drinking. No matter what. There's the, the light beer guy. There's the IPA guy and there's the all other beers guy right yeah so no matter what you order two of them think that you're the devil yep you order an ipa then the light beer and all of the beers guy are like i just i don't get it man why the ipa yeah, why do you like beers they that taste, taste like, like soap garbage. right 
you order the uh, any other beer and like you order like a sour and the light beer guy is like wow you're really a woman aren't you you you're a literal fruitcake and the ipa guys like why didn't you get an ipa and if you order a light beer god forbid you be near the ipa guy I try to be none of those guys. I try my very best to be none of those guys. I try my very best to drink all three. Yeah. I like I like an IPA. I like an every other kind of beer. Right. And I like they a They all beer. have their place is the thing. They all have their place. Yeah. Like, I, I will love a good IPA. Um, I love a dark beer, you know, but I'm not going to drink an IPA or a dark beer like on the golf course. Right. I'm going to drink. I'm going to drink. Like a natty yeah. Natty. I'm going to drink a cold Coors Light Silver Bullet. Yeah. As, oh, but then with the as light As cold beer as guys. you can get with the light beer guy. Everybody hates Coors Light, except Coors Light's clearly the best. Oh, my God. Dear light beer guy. Although, this is Roanoke. Roanoke is like a shockingly Coors Light city, at least in the circles I'm in. Yeah. But, like, can you imagine ordering a Miller Light in front of another human See, being? this is why I love Chris Millahan. He's a Miller No, guy. he's a Coors Light guy. Chris Millahan, Fortnite, hard with Coors Light. Okay. So, it's like, if at the end of the night I've had, like, seven IPAs and I'm like, I just want to have another beer in my hand, but I need to cool it. I need to chill. Right. I need to Coors stop. Coors on his 10th Coors Light. It's just like, yo, Rocky Mountain Blue, baby, let's go. And I'm just like, yes. Would you, you drink a Natty Daddy? I would drink anything that's got Fortnite and beer in it. Okay, I want to make that as clear as humanly possible. <laughs> so you're like a Jenny Cream guy. No, I don't like Genesee Cream Ale, but it's like if somebody puts a Genesee Cream... When I, a lot of people say this is a joke, there's, okay? There's a lot, favorite, let me, yeah, let me finish, let me finish. Beers. A lot of people say this is a joke. They, they'll say the whole thing about like, oh, my favorite flavor of beer is... Free. My second favorite is cold. I mean, that is a goddamn gospel fact. Yeah, yeah. If you are handing out beer, I will, I will drink, drink whatever, and I will keep my mouth shut about it. Yeah. There's you know, times. You know there's crazy? times. Somebody that I like. I gave. I gave Anthony Bacigalupo shirt for this. He hands me a Star Hill The Love. I'm like, this is the most overrated beer in the world. I'm a big fan. Of I'm it. not. It's bad Blue Moon. That's fine. It's still Blue right, Moon. Right, but why wouldn't you just buy Blue Moon? It's cheaper. Because Star no, Hill's a... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing is you're trying to look like a pretentious Jack Apex by bringing by buying Star Hill to love, but you're not because you're just drinking bad Blue Moon. There's such a pretension around Star Hill to love. See, this is why I can't order a martini in front of you. You can order a martini in front of me whenever you want. What a pretentious liquor drink. Tyler orders a martini. Not really. A martini is your one of your standard standby cocktails. You know, if you go up and you're like, if you go up and you're like, I want a hearty wall banger. I'm gonna punch you in the face. (laughs) Do you know what my go-to cocktail? Let me get a let me get a let me get a vodka Collins, please. (laughs) I've ordered vodka Collins, but a Tom Collins is like my go-to cocktail. Tom Collins is delicious. If it's over eighty degrees, it's Tom Collins time. Yeah, Tom Collins is delicious. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Here's the problem. I don't like mint juleps. Oh my god! Not yeah, they're gross. They're disgusting. It's, a it's just bad mint and bourbon. Drink. You've made a bad. You made toothpaste beverage. bourbon. Congratulations. Toothpaste and bourbon juice. Like, but it's like you know, you you go to like a derby party. You talk about the derby. People are like, ah, putting mint julep in my IV bag. Let's go. I'm just like, it's a one day a year. Can kind I just of thing, get a though. beer, please? God, I just want some some barley juice, <laughs> some liquid bread. Yeah. Anyway, so it's a it's a gin martini. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Whatever you want, man. This movie is whatever you want. I'll tell you what this movie is not, is breakfast. <laughs> Waking up and drinking non-brunch drinks. Is yeah, this, this movie, movie is, is like, this movie is a, it's just like a, yeah, like a vodka on the rocks at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Only fun. Here's the thing, though, is I will drink 
Please drink I have no hesitation about ordering a Bloody Mary at any restaurant at any time of day. Uh, it's because you have your brunch drinks wrong. Let me let me break down for you the three brunch beverages uh, and their quality in order. Number one, mimosa by a mile. Number four, screwdriver. Number five, Bloody Mary. What are two and three? Mimosa. <laughs> it's just incorrect. <laughs> a screwdriver, A, out here is not a brunch drink. That, that is oh, a, that is that a that West Coast thing. thing. Um, but I mean, all the ingredients are there from the other two drinks. There's no reason not to serve it. <laughs> Mimosa is inefficient, is the thing. I'm not trying to get blasted. It's you're trying to get buzzed. Get out of church. I'll get buzzed off a of mimosa. One mimosa. I'd say after if if we were like a pitcher for the table, I'll be buzzed by the time that. I'd have to have gone. like at, at a rest a restaurant made mimosa. I would need four to get yeah. a buzz. I love Bloody Mary. Though. I really do love it. I I've always wanted to love a Bloody Mary, but I, I just don't. I just do. Just some vodka and a bottle of Zing Zang will get it done. <laughs> Celery, nah. A strip of bacon. Yeah, that's, a, that's the thing. That's the thing I love about a Bloody Mary is you can put whatever Fortnite you wanted as a garnish, and people are like, "It's quirky. I like that's, it. That's yeah, creative. that's creative. I like where you're coming from. A f- one taquito. <laughs> you said Fortnite celery, didn't you? You got like a hollowed out pickle as a straw. <laughs> people are like, yeah, get it. Let's do it to it, man. And you're like, big board. Yeah, big board. Big board ranking. Yeah, pull it out. Uh, <laughs> Whip the big see. board out. Let me see. Let me go full screen here. Movie rankings. Is it better than Bumblebee? Oh, we gotta go all the way from the bottom. I can't. Do you want me to go to the bottom? No, I don't. I hate it that you do that every week. Okay, is it better than Bumblebee? Yeah, it's more entertaining. Is it better than Miracle? Yeah. It's more entertaining. Is it better than The Princess Bride? No. All right, there we go. Do you agree with that? I, I mean, like, you could put this anywhere. Yeah, you honestly, could say this that's is the better thing. than The Dark Knight. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, cool, cool, yeah. <laughs> and you could say this is worse than Transformers. And I'd be like, yeah, I mean, it really yeah, is. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a wild movie, man. I don't even know how to classify this. Yeah. But Give us, hey, hey. Write to us what you think about Kingsman the Secret Service. D- yeah, like, add us on something. Send us an email. Baconandeggsmedia at gmail.com. Definitely give us your review. That's extremely important to this show. Something I want more of is listening. Yeah, I would love to know what you guys and gals and those beyond the binary think about Kingsman the Secret Service. Did we miss something? Is it misogynistic? Are we wrong about this? This is a horrible movie. I don't know. I mean, like, there's a massacre in a church. I can see how some people would have a problem with that. I would make the argument that those people are followers of the wrong god. Well, they're definitely not followers of my yeah. god, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, So we got it on the big board. Uh, villain ranking, I don't know, like four? Yeah, it kind of uh, sucks. It's the weak point of this movie, is the yeah. whole evil side of things. I do like the music, though. We don't do like a music, like a soundtrack ranking. No, I know. Wouldn't that be something? None of them are as good as Never Back Down with Juman Onsu. Had like false pretense for Red Jumpsuit Apparatus and that 12 Stone song. Yeah. You know just who I Oh, man. Remember Breaking Benjamin? Band's still Fortnite. I listen to them every day. Dude, Breaking Benjamin is cronked. What does that mean? <laughs> nothing. I don't like it. It doesn't mean anything. Oh, it means something. It means nothing. This is like I'm not gonna say what? This is like when you tell someone like It's not. It literally is you can't you you <laughs> came up with it and found the urban dictionary is nothing. It's a word that Tori Wood's friend made up. It's cronked. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else do we do on this show? We sign off. We sign off. AndrewScottBellMusic.com. AndrewScottBellMusic.com. Okay. You going to preface that one? Why don't you oh, sign our off? music is by... Well, okay. Why don't you do the social media handle thing? I'm just curious. Muchas gracias por listening. Escuchan Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast. 
That means thank you so much for listening to Bacon and Eggs Movie Lovers Podcast. You can follow us on all sorts of things. The podcast is at Bacon and Eggs Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Americarlin on Twitter and Instagram. Ethan is Wow Now, but the other zeros on Twitter and Bacon and Ethan on Instagram. Uh, but most importantly, you should be sure to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Uh, check out some of the great rewards here we've got over there. We've got this amazing deal going on right now for just 50 bucks a month. You can join us for a Google Hangout. Uh, where we just sit and chat with you for two hours. We actually publish that live. So if you have like your own content that you want to promote or whatever, uh, that that's all available. And you can join us and do that. It's super duper fun. And the people we have on there right now are all so amazing. So we'd love for you to join us with that. Um, additionally, this show is brought to you by Carlin Brothers Coffee. Uh, use promo code BACON at checkout Carlin Brothers Coffee dot com for 10% off your whole order. Uh, that can be coffee, that can be tea, that can be any of the accessories necessary to make those things. It can be anything. Uh, our music is by Andrew Scott Bell. He is in a student Oscar winning composer. Uh, he graduated from Christopher Newport University. He's a brother of Find Me Office and Funny Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, his website is Find Me. It's not FindMeOfficeFraternity.org. It's AndrewScottBellMusic.com. <laughs> our uh, artwork is by Vaishan Brandon or graphite.vmb on Instagram. Definitely follow him. If you need graphic work, be sure to reach out to him. I know some of our other patrons have done that recently and they've been very satisfied yeah, with his Yeah, at work. Julia so Goes just got a new logo from yeah, Vaishan. So be sh- also... Um, Julia is amazing. If you don't subscribe to Julia, be sure to do that. Uh, at Julia goes on the Joe YouTube. <laughs> Joe YouTube. Uh, what else am I supposed to say? I think you nailed it. Oh, you were like, he'll never. No, I it. wasn't. I just wanted to see, I wanted to hear you say it. So I feel like it gets, it gets me saying it gets old. I just do the same thing all over, over and over again. Every week. I'm just like, you know, everything's brought to you by everything. And we, you know, find us on this thing. And I don't know. It was good. It was good. You did good. You did a good job, man. Proud of you. What are you, what are you Googling? What are you searching for? Just looking for quotes from this movie. Ah. Do you got one? First build in this movie is Adrian Quinton, who is a terrorist. Probably in order of appearance, then. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, you got one? I'm getting You there. said you know just who See, that's the thing is I keep going into a Breaking Benjamin song. Oh, all right, I'm ready. Okay. Oh, I forgot my lines for a second. Anyway, this has been another episode of Bacon and Eggs. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you even more for subscribing and giving us a review on iTunes. Just going to give a little call to action right there. Anyway, I've been Ethan Edgehill. He's been Tyler Carlin. And until next week, Arrivederci. And Mr. Pickle here reminds me of that every time I take a shirt.